What's up, everybody? We've got a great episode for you this week. We sit down with the defensive coordinator at Olympus, Coach Brandon Burt, and we have a great conversation with him. We talk Titan football. We go into to detailing uh, their big Region 6 matchup with Brighton this week, so it's a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy. This is the UPR Podcast. <laughs> everyone and welcome to another episode of the UPR podcast. Uh, I'm Jason Nelson and and as always with me alongside is uh, my boy JB. JB, how you doing this week? What's up, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be back on another episode with you. Yeah, for sure. We um, Last week was a fun week. Uh, a lot of good games. Um, Actually, you know, did something a little different. Uh, we actually had a, a conversation with uh, a couple players where we, we kind of rolled out that players only Monday that we were talking about. So we had a really good conversation. If you hadn't had an opportunity uh, to go and, and, and check that out, we, we spoke with uh, Maddox uh, Madsen and Fisher Ingersoll after their um, pretty dominant performance that they had against East putting up those video game numbers. So um, that was pretty fun. Uh, in this week's episode, we, we've got a good one as well, I feel. We're going to uh, spend some time and, and speak with the uh, Olympus defensive coordinator. Brandon Burt's going to join us uh, here a little bit later, talk their big game that they have uh, this week against Brighton. That, that'll be a fun one. Um, and then there are a few guys that, uh, that got some offers. Well, Kingsley down in Orem, uh Top 10 tackle, he ended up uh, committing to Oregon. I think that was – I don't want to say that was a given, but it seems like that was kind of, you know, what it, what the trend was. Uh, Payne had announced that he's going to skip this year and, and get ready for the draft where he'll be a, a, a probably a top five pick. And Kingsley might just – you know, they're starting to build that pipeline. And then yeah. you've got uh, – out of K Town, you're, you're part of the, your neck of the woods. You've got uh, Jeff Bossa, who's narrowed, narrowed down his top three. Um, looks like he's got uh, who was it? Oklahoma State, Oregon, and Utah are his top three that he has there. Yep, those are his top three. Uh, yeah, like we said, he had he had offers from any number of different schools, and he's he originally narrowed it down to a top six, and now he's got it down to a top three. So. Um, I think the next step is is him choosing which school out of that top three that he's going to ultimately uh, play for next season. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's one of those things where cross your fingers, you hope that he stays home and plays at Utah. But um, you know, wherever he ends up going, it'll it'll be fun to uh, to kind of follow his career because you know he's one of those guys that down the road potentially could be an NFL guy. So it'll be fun to follow him and wherever he ends up, they'll be getting. Uh, uh, an absolute stud. And then, you know, ja- seems like just after Jackson Dart gets on national TV, uh, you know, all these offers start to come in. He got Arizona state last week, this week he picked up uh, Iowa state. And I think um, yesterday he actually got TCU. So those are, those are some power five big time offers. Yeah. I think, I think we talked about it it was either last week or the week before when he originally picked up that uh, that Arizona State offer that 
I think that national televised game is just going to open so many doors for him where he, because we've known how good he is here locally, but I think he was able to show the entire country and a lot of, a lot of eyeballs, uh, what he can do and, and he can absolutely spin the football. And I think that he's just over the next few weeks and through the course of this season, he's just going to have more and more offers pouring in as, as the season goes on. Yeah, and looking at their schedule, I mean, they're once they get into region play, they're going to be facing. A, I mean, D one defenses all over. Uh, you know, a lot of those those schools, AF, uh, Sky Ridge, Lone Peak, PG, um, mm-hmm. all those schools have D one talent. So it's not like he's going to be you know putting these numbers up against um, you know weak defenses and and you know, lower competition. I mean, they're going to have their work, work cut out for them uh, in, in the toughest region in the state. So I'm sure that uh, there'll be plenty of, like you were saying, plenty of more opportunity for more offers to to really start to roll in, which will kind of uh, be fun to see, you know, how many more he actually gets. Um, so moving, moving on, just uh, recapping our, our game of the week last week. Um, we, we, uh, we had the Wasage Wasps taken on PG and, and it was, you know, it, for me, it was, it was a game that kind of just wanted to see both teams. Um, PG's really good. They, they're in that region four. Uh, they're loaded. They got a lot of talent. So those move-ins D one kids. And then, kind of wanted to watch Wasatch because they they've got some move-ins as well and they've got some kids that they're uh that are contributing that that moved in um it might not have been a you know one where it was a super competitive game but I do feel like in 6A PG will play a factor and I do feel like Wasatch uh will will play a factor as well in 5A so it was fun to go and watch uh those guys play the one thing that I that I did take away um you know, from the game, it was a 36, 10 ball game, but it didn't feel like a 36, 10 ball game. Uh, I feel like Wasatch had their opportunities. You know, they did move the ball. They were able to run the football a little bit on, on PG. Um, Darius Edwards, he's, he's definitely athletic. Uh, He's, he's a really good quarterback. Uh, The one thing that I did notice that sticks out to me about Wasatch is their skill guys. I mean, their wideouts are big, kids uh they i mean they've got two or three wideouts that are six three six four um you know can really play uh and the one thing that i noticed probably more than anything is how fast they play their offense i mean it's get the ball get it set snap let's go and i think that especially in the first quarter that really kept pg off balance a little bit because it was just I mean, let's go, let's go, let's go. I mean, I, I was standing on the the Wasside sideline, and, and their coach was saying, "Snap the ball, snap the ball, snap the ball," mm-hmm. and so they were really moving forward. But I just think in the end, it just boiled down to you know talent, depth. PG's loaded. Uh, the Vaha kid is. I can see why he gets. He's got so many D one offers. He is such a mis- mismatch um, on offense. He. Uh, he made he, he caught a couple uh passes had a nice touchdown uh the connor twins those kids are beasts i mean and then um their middle linebacker uh Totsalue, 
uh, he's just a tackling machine. I mean, he's everywhere. Um, and then the new, the move-ins, the Clemens kid, he's, he looks the part. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. I can see why he's getting offers from everybody. Uh, he is definitely a, a D one kid. Uh, he's about six, three big physical athletic can run. Um, and their quarterbacks for being a sophomore, uh, he's good too. Uh, he's composed. He, he can play. And, uh, I think both of those teams come, come, uh, you know, state tournament time and, and playoffs will, will have something to say and, and, and could potentially make, you know, fairly deep runs, um, once the state tourney, tar- uh, state playoffs start. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think, uh, I think my biggest takeaway, I wasn't at the game, but I was able to watch the, the uh the stream of it and i think my biggest takeaway is just there's there's just levels to to there's levels in in high school football and i think pg is just on a different level than wasatch is not to say that wasatch isn't a good football team i think they'll be i think they'll be right in the mix uh for 5a come come tournament time but i think pg is just a just on a different level as far as uh, physicality and and the and size and um, strength. I think they're just. It was evident that they just they're they're on a different level. And I think they're kind of even within six A. I think that them and and a few other of their region four uh, teams in there. I think they're almost kind of separating themselves even to another level within six A. So I think. There's just levels to it, and I think uh, I think PG just on a little bit different level than Wasatch is. Um, like I said, not to say that's not saying Wasatch is a bad football team. I think I was really impressed with the uh, with the 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 tempo that you talked about. I love it when yeah. the team just just gets it and goes. I remember we watched or I watched that uh, I watched them play Park City week one, and that's something yeah. that I noticed that you can tell that it just caught Park City off guard and they they weren't ready for it and and it, it benefit it benefited Wasatch a ton. I think now that they've got a few games under their belt and teams know and kind of that that's what they need to expect when they play this Wasatch team, they're able to prepare for it a little bit more and I think uh, I think Pleasant Grove was was prepared for it and and that's the reason that they were able to uh to kind of kind of stop it in a way but yeah i think ultimately like you said i think pg is going to be right in the mix in 6a and i think wasatch is going to be right there in 5a i think two really good uh really good football teams just pg's just a little bit uh on that that next level i think yeah it's just i just think it comes down to um size i mean pg's a big 6a school wasatch is probably i mean they're I mean, Heber's definitely growing, so they're they're definitely a five A school. But it just comes down to numbers and depth. And right. I, I, like you said, I I just think that 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 Wasage, I think that they'll be right there in in Region Eight. I think they have an opportunity. I think that it's, I mean, after watching them play, I, I feel that you know in the beginning we thought that it was going to come down to Salem and Maple Mountain, but I feel like Wasage is a player in that. I think that it'll come down between those three teams. Uh, whoever, um, you know, wins the best two out of three out of, you know, those games is, is, is ultimately who's going to be the region champ. Um, mm-hmm. And, and 
I think looking at the schedule, I think Salem actually plays Wasatch and and Maple Mountain. Those are their their two last games of the season. So, um, but but they're every bit as good as as those teams. And 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 like you said, PG, they're they're on that other level. Uh, they're on that other level with Region Four, and and they're definitely gonna to to be in the mix. But I do think that tempo, like you were saying, is going to give some teams some problems just because. Uh, it's one thing to kind of, you know, prepare for it, but it's another to – I mean, you can practice it, you can do it, but until you're in that game and it's game, the game's going, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to prepare for. And, and I know that it, it, it took PG a minute that first quarter. It took PG to to um, kind of, you know, account for it because it, looking at halftime, it was 23-3 to three at half, but uh, – Wasatch had the ball in the red zone a couple times where they missed a field goal and then they had another opportunity. So that it very could have very well could have been a, you know, 13, um, uh, a 13, a 23, 13, 23, 17, or even a 23, 21 ball game, you know, at the half. And so, like I say, it was a 36, 10 game, but it didn't feel like a 36, 10 game. I feel like it was a lot closer than, than than that wasage had definitely had some opportunities uh but in the end pg just was just had a little bit too much for him yeah and i i think uh like you mentioned if if a team like wasatch is going to be a team like Pre- pleasant grove it's it's one of those things where you have to have everything kind of fall your way and and right. everything go right in order to uh to beat a team like pleasant grove and and uh yeah, like you said, like a missed field goal and and um, unproductive red zone uh, drives and stuff like that. If you don't have everything going your way in a game like that, then you're probably not going to come out on the on top of a team like Pleasant Grove. But um, yeah, it's it's not to say that if they were to play again and Wasatch had a couple of those bounces go their way, that it it wouldn't be a different story. It's it. Yeah, I don't think it was a – it didn't feel like a 36-10 game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think you have to have everything going your way if you're going to take down a team like the Vikings this year. Yeah, no, it's and, – and it'll be fun to watch both of these teams once they start getting into region play and 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 see how they uh, – I think they'll both be in the mix um, in both their classifications, um, you know, once once the season rolls around. So – uh, but definitely was a fun one. Uh, it was it was good to to get down there and, and be able to watch those guys because two teams that I definitely wanted to watch play just to kind of see because I, I know that they'll play a factor in in five and six a and so it was good a good chance to to kind of watch them in person which um, was always fun. So um, rolling into our our pick six this week. Uh, last week was a little rough. Ended up going three and three. Um, Morgan got Green Canyon. Um, Harriman, you, you got, yeah, Harriman, you, you picked Harriman. They got the Stangs, baby. Stang, the Stangs got that 17, 14 or seven, I think 17, was it 17, 13, or it was close ball game anyway, but the mm-hmm. Stangs ended up getting them. And then, man, Alta, they gave, they gave Orem all they wanted. They were up 14, 10 at half. And, and then Orem came back and ended up winning that game. But, but I thought that, you know, I was looking at the scores and I was thinking, man, if, if Alta can get this win, I think Alta's um, a force, you know, they're don't, don't mess with those Hawks. I feel like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as, as the, um, as the season moves on. So um, 
But getting into game one, we thought this one might be a fun one. Uh, actually, tonight, a little bit of a rivalry. Actually, uh, probably a, a bigger rivalry. Um, one of the older rivalries is some of these other schools have opened up. But Woods Cross versus Bountiful, uh, that's always a fun one. Been to a few uh, Woods Cross Bountiful basketball games, and uh, they get a little rowdy. They like to uh, go back and forth at each other. Um I feel like this one, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. Bountiful's one of those teams where, you know, you wonder from week to week kind of what they're going to do. And I don't, I really don't know what to think of it. So I've kind of gone back and forth on this one a little bit where I was, I was leaning towards Bountiful, but then I was looking at Woods Cross. I mean, Woods Cross is, is, is 0 4 right now. Uh, but they they lost to Westlake. They got beat by West, which West isn't a bad football team. Yeah, um, Brighton's obviously a good football team, and and Ridgeline they're they're a good football team too. So it's not like they're they've been playing weak competition. They've been playing some decent um, decent schools, uh, and they've just you know they just haven't been able to put it together. Uh, Bountiful. They beat Highland early seven to six. They lost to Weber. They beat Springville pretty bad, and then and then Brighton got them, you know, pretty pretty good. So if you look at that Brighton game, those common opponents, it looks like they both kind of got beat the same way. Mm-hmm. Gonna, but with that being said, I did pick Woods Cross to win this region. So I am not going to go against my region pick, even though, <laughs> um, you know, I'm starting to pick with my heart more than my head a little bit here <laughs> um but i can't go against i'm ride or die and i think that luke hyde can't go against luke hyde he, he's an absolute stud d1 getting tons of love i think woods cross is going to put it together and i think that they're going to win this ball game and i think they're going to beat them let me see here um that's the thing about woods cross is they've been they've, they've had a hard time scoring points Mm-hmm. They have been playing some teams that are, are decent, um, but I think they're gonna they're gonna find a way. It might be a low scoring game, so I'm gonna say 21-14 Woods Cross. I like that. I like that. I think I think you're right. I think uh, this one's a fun one because Bountiful and Woods Cross. I mean. Now, now where you have the regions switching up every two years, a lot of times teams are switching regions and, and moving to play different competitions and stuff. But I think Bountiful and Woods Cross is one of those teams that have, or one of those matchups that have been pretty steady throughout. I mean, I, they've been in the same region as long as I can remember. So that's one of those right. fun rivalry games well, where those two are. Yeah, they're so close too. I mean, they're just you mm-hmm. know they're older rivalries, so it's like it's you know Woods Cross Bountiful. They they're pretty much right next to each other. So it's I mean they're they, they all those kids are probably grown up playing against each other and know each other all really well. So that's when it, it kind of makes it fun. Right, right. I think uh, yeah, I think both teams it seems like have kind of struggled to to find the end zone a little bit this year. Neither of them are putting up a ton of points. Um, I think Woods Cross is maybe a little more battle tested at this point as far as the competition that they've played goes. But then, but that makes me wonder, it's like that can go one of two ways. They can, they can 
learn from those losses and, and become a better, stronger football team from it. Or they can go into this game feeling down about themselves because they're 0-4 and, and, right. and lacking confidence because they haven't won a game yet and that could play against them. Um, but I'm, I'm, I think we're thinking the same thing. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I'm going to go bountiful in this one. I'm going to go bountiful 17-14 in this one. So a close, uh, yeah. just grinded out rivalry game should be a fun one. But I think bountiful gets them by a by a field goal in this one. Yeah, and it's you know what's funny is the surprising part is is actually in this region is Bonneville is actually three and one and they're at the top right now of that uh, of that region and and you know they beat they beat some okay teams i mean they beat hunter who's you know a 6a team uh they 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 put it on bear river uh they put it on mountain crest so um it'd be interesting to see how this plays out um you know bonneville's sleeper might come up and and get it but but this is definitely a, a big rivalry game and and um i just i just can't go against woods cross i, I picked them to win it and I, I gotta stick to my guns i can't waffle yes i can respect that i think uh yeah region five region five is going to be fun to see how that shakes out i think it's uh i think it's up for grabs at this point i could i could see any of those guys jumping and uh and kind of taking that top spot but moving on to uh to game two we are heading out west and we're gonna go with another rivalry game another uh couple bordering towns um we're going to go Stansbury against Tooele. Um, the Stansbury Stallions, they, they're 3-1 and one this year. Um, their only loss was, was that week one loss to Skyview where, where they, they lost, uh, what was it, 35-27. So yeah, they gave, them, they gave Skyview. Yeah, gave them a, a, a good uh, a run for their money. Um, Tooele... They they won their first region game, so they're one and zero in region. They beat uh, Ben Loman last week, um, but that was their first win this season, so they're one and three. Um, played some played some pretty good football teams. They they played Green Canyon, Grantsville, and Alta. Um, so a pretty a pretty solid preseason schedule for them. Unfortunately, didn't uh, didn't get the W in any of them, but hopefully that'll kind of prep them for for region play. Um, but I think in this one, I, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with Stansbury to this point. I think they're going to be, uh, I think they're going to be right in the conversation for for not only for Region Ten but for for four A in general. I think they're going to be right there. Um, I think Stansbury kind of runs away with this one a little bit. I got Stansbury forty two to twenty one in this one. Yeah, I I agree. I th- I, lo- I like Spans- I like Stansbury a lot. I think that they definitely are going to I mean it all just really depends on the RPI, right? I mean, we really don't know, but I feel like I feel like they could win this region. Um mm-hmm. I feel like they I mean cuz they've I mean if you look at at what they've done, I mean they they put up a lot of points this year. I mean, yeah. Three four games they put up 163 points, so they're averaging, you know, 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um which they're they're pretty explosive. Uh, and to give Skyridge, who was is kind of the consensus number one team in 4A, um, defending state champs from last year, to give them, you know, to come within a touchdown of them 
shows that they're, they're pretty decent. So I'm with you. I know this is a rivalry game. I know that these two are, are definitely rivals. Stansbury the, is the newer school in that area, but I think that Stansbury's – I like them a lot. I think that they're going to – I don't even know if it's going to be that close. I don't even know if if, if, if they're going to get 21. I think it's going to be – I'm going to go big. I think I'm going to go <laughs> close, like something like 56 to 14 or – 50 yeah i'm gonna say 56 14 i think they're gonna put it on yes i think uh that's a whole lot of points 56 is a big number but i like it it is a big number but <laughs> I, I feel like this, this, the the stallions are uh, gonna open up the stables and just let it let them run just let them run um so moving on to game three this this is a this is a fun one this is a this is uh Big boy football for sure. So Orem uh, is going is at Lone Peak, um, and th- this game is man. Uh, I went back and forth on this one. I because I I really like Orem and 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 Lo- and we watched Lone Peak Week One, and uh, not that Lone Lone Peak's not a great football team or or a good football team because they are, but I just I wasn't I you know I, I was. I didn't walk away from that game thinking, oh man, they're unbelievable. Um, you know, and, and they, they did beat Tipview 24 to nothing, played Jordan 52 to three, but I think everyone's kind of beat up on Jordan this year. Farmington, I think that they're lost a lot, but then I think they've also been hit by the injury bug as well. So 55 seven, but I mean, the week before that, they got beat by Ridgeline 45 to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, their common common opponent that they have played is is East. Uh, Oren beat them twenty four nothing. East beat them, or I mean, excuse me, Lone Peak beat them thirty two to eight. So I think that it's 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 even, pretty even ball game, pretty pretty close. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think. I just waffled even even I just went back and forth even because I was going to go Lone Peak but I feel like I I want to I think I'm going to go Orem I think I'm actually going to go Orem I think the Orem <laughs> they had a tough one last week against Alta I think well I guess the way that I look at it is I think the Orem you know you, you talk battle tested I think the Orem might be a little more battle tested than <laughs> Lone Peak I mean granted Lone Peak played Week One they played uh, Timview which. You know, we both liked Timview a lot. Thought that um, that they would be a force to be reckoned with. Which, I mean, they kind of are. They they just played a brutal um, first schedule. Uh, but beating East, I mean, going to Sky Ridge and then playing Alta, those are three pretty good teams. And not to mention in 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 four A. Um, Mountain View is not a bad team. I mean, they're three and one, and they're right in the mix in that region with uh, region ten with uh, with Park City and, and Stansbury. So I'm gonna go Orem. I'm gonna. I mean, I, I just they got a lot of talent. They're 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 super big. They're super physical. Uh, I don't know what the status on uh, Chase Tong Valoa if he's back uh, if he's back yet. But but he was one of their weapons that they needed. Um, but I, I think that they're going to, they're going to kind of battle this one out. It's going to be, a, you know, just a battle Two big teams getting after it. 
And I I like I like Alta or excuse me, I like Orem. And I like Orem. Oh, wow. I'm gonna say geez. I'm gonna say Orem 3127. Oh, so a close one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think you're spot on. This is a flip a coin game for me, but I think uh I think Lone Peak feeling good about themselves at four and oh right now. They're gonna come in riding that high. Love me some John Henry Daly. Turn he's one of my favorite football players that I've watched this year. Yeah, he's just stud. dude just lives in the backfield, high energy kid. Um so I'm going I think it's gonna be a similar score. I'm going uh I'm going to take Lone Peak on this one. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Lone Peak 34-24. I think it's going to be a really close football game throughout the entire thing. But then uh, towards the end, I think fourth quarter, they're going to pull away by a score, by a touchdown or so. I'm I'm trying to look here, and I, I just want to see. Um, I don't know if – let's see here. Um, is, uh, is Micah Fia, is he hurt for, cause that might play a big factor here. Uh, the quarterback for, um, for Orem is, was he hurt or is he hurt? Cause I was, I'm trying to look, I mean, as we're talking here, obviously I'm looking at stats and I didn't really see him in the lineup against Orem, like I'm not seeing, I mean, against Alta, like I don't see anything going. And so if that's the case and, <laughs> you know, and they don't have Chase Tongavaloa who would, would play quarterback if, if, if uh, Micah Fiwa isn't playing um, and they're playing, I mean, it looks like Lance Reynolds was playing and he's a freshman. Um, not to say that he, he can't play, Um, I don't know if I've ever done this before, but I'm actually going to, I'm actually, if that's the case, then I've got to switch this up and, and I'm going (laughs) to, maybe I should have done my homework before this, but I'm with that being said, if that's the case, I'm going to have to go Lone Peak and I'm just going to flip the score that other way. I'm going to say Lone Peak 31. Um, actually I'll say Lone Peak 31, 21 overall. So that's a first, that is a first. That's your final answer. Uh, final answer. Final answer. <laughs> final answer. Okay, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it. <laughs> we'll we'll write it down. It's it's on the paper. I don't have any eraser on my pencil, so we have to live with that one. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I was just looking at that. I mean, maybe Orem. No, got, that definitely that definitely plays a factor. One hundred percent, it does. The injury bug has gotten them, mm-hmm. and you don't want to go down undermanned against a team like uh, Lone Peak. Right. I, yeah. Against somebody against maybe a lesser team, you can kind of get away with not having like your full, your full squad there, but against a team like Lone Peak, I, you're going to need everybody. I think. Well, and that might re that might be, that might be the reason why Alta was up 14, 10 at half, you know, because maybe they mm-hmm. were, they, they were hurt. They were down a few guys. So, right. I mean, that makes, that makes sense. So, um, not to say Alta's not a good football team because I still like me some Alta Hawks, but yeah. So I, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lone Peak. Sweet, perfect, perfect. We're moving, uh, moving right along to game four. 
we've got I think this is a really fun one. We got uh, we got Highland going to Salem Hills. So two uh two really good 5A football teams. Um both of them were were pretty uh uh kind of had expectations coming into the season. Highland is 2 and 2 so far. Um looks like they've uh they kind of started off kind of slow trying to find themselves. They lost their first two games, but they've they've won a couple in a row, so I think they're getting getting onto the 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 right track. Uh Salem's 3 and 0. Um haven't really haven't really even had a, a game that's been too close. They they've they've come in and and just done what they're supposed to do and and they've won three football games and I think this game this Highland game is probably the uh the the most tested that they'll be so far in this this young season but uh I think in this one, I like Salem a lot. I think those skill guys that they've got are just crazy athletic, a ton of weapons offensively. I like Salem in this one. I think they're going to get. Uh, I think they're going to beat Highland somewhere around the uh, somewhere around the twenty-four to fourteen range. Mm, twenty-four fourteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that this is so with. With this game, this is, I mean, it's on September 11th. Um, and so I know that this is a big game for Salem. So Salem, once a year, they have a, a, a veterans game where they honor veterans. And it's a big deal. They have a lot of people out. The whole community comes out. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a cool deal. The actual governor, uh, Cox, uh, is going to be down there at this game. Uh, and so, and the one thing that I have noticed maybe just because I don't know if it's how different school districts handle different things, but um, I did go to the a Salem game earlier when they played Fremont and I don't know if they have restrictions on fans or whatnot, but it felt like it was a full stadium. I mean, it was a, I mean, it felt like a real football game. They were, they was a packed house, kids running everywhere. I mean, it was, it was a good atmosphere. And so with that being said, I think that this is going to be, like, you know, it's there's going to be a lot of emotion. They're going to, you know, governor's going to be in the house. They're going to be honoring the veterans like they do every year. This is a special game for them, a special night for them. This this is kind of the game that they look forward to every single year. Uh, and, you know, like you said, they're skill guys. I mean, when we had Austin Lee on, he, he, he mentioned uh, Reed Johnson and, and Hollows as their two, you know, those two are – kids that he's worked with that are absolute studs and so um the one thing is they do are they are coming off a bye so they they they, that has given them an extra week to kind of look at that that option wishbone that uh that that highland runs uh this will be a good test for them up front because highland's usually pretty big up front so uh, they'll test their defense in the middle to get them a run but it just but like you said in the end i just think that offensively Salem can put up some points and they're going to score. And so I, I think they're going to, I think they'll beat them. I think it's going to be 35, 21, 35, 21 Salem. 35, 21. Perfect. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not exactly sure which game we're going to go to this Friday, but that's definitely, I think going to be a fun one as far as atmosphere. And uh, when we were talking to coach Higginson earlier, 
on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he made it. He made it sound like that Veterans Night is is quite a uh, quite an event uh, down there in that uh, for Salem. So I think yeah. that's going to be a really cool one, just as far as atmosphere and and stuff like that goes. That'll be cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on, uh, Game Five, we thought it'd be fun to kind of go down south, uh, get into that Dixie area. Uh, two two teams that are that are both three and one, two teams that are both in our 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 top ten um, for our our three A four A, and that's uh, Cedar City at Pineview. Um, Cedar City is is kind of under the radar a little bit. Um, maybe maybe not f- for for people down there, um, but I think maybe statewide when you think football, you don't think you know, Cedar city, when you, when you think down that way, you always think Dixie desert Hills, mm-hmm. um, uh, pine views always, you know, they put up points this year, snow canyons looks like they're the team to beat down there. And so, but I think Cedar city has, they're a good football team. Uh, they beat Spanish fork. Uh, I think it was in double overtime to start. Um, they did lose to Juab, but then, you know, they put it on Taylorsville and they put it on uh, crimson, uh, Crimson Cliffs, uh, but with that being said, I I just you know I it's I think that those St. George schools I think sometimes they just have you know something over each other. Uh, Pineview, I mean they they lost a, a close one to Ridgeline. We know Ridgeline's a good team. They actually beat Highland twenty one thirteen. They beat Park City forty one forty in a shootout, and then they beat Pineview. So. Pineview can score. They can put up some points. And so I think that Pine – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Pineview in this one. I think that it, it might be a, a high-scoring game, plus it's at home. Uh, I'm going to go Pineview – I'm going to go Pineview 38 – I'm going to go Pineview 38-28. Okay. I think uh... – yeah, I'm impressed with Pineview's uh, schedule so far. I think Ridgeline is a good football team, uh, and they lost to them 38-42, like you said, in the first game of the season. Um, but, I mean, wins over Highland and Park Highland Park City and Desert Hills so far, I think those are three pretty impressive wins. I think they're a little bit more battle-tested than than uh, Cedar City so, so far. Cedar's got, got a, a, a win over Spanish Fork and – I mean that went over Taylorsville. Did you see? Did you see the score of that Kearns Taylorsville game? I did not. They beat them by eighty-one points. Now. Oh, okay, yeah, I did. I thought that was actually. I thought it was. Was that eighty-four to three? I thought that was a typo. I'm, I, I looked, did look at that. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, that has to be a typo. I like, thought that my like, my like, uh, it has to be a typo. My dad called me at because he's the AD over at Kearns. He called me in the like the third quarter and I was just and I was like oh how are they doing and he's like dude it's I can't remember it was like late in the third or something and he's like it's it's like 69 to three or something like that I was like holy smokes I I don't know I I so that's a lot of points <laughs> that's a lot of the I think it was a school record 84 points is the most uh the most points in in school history but so I don't know how much I can read into a 51-19 win over, <laughs> over Taylorsville. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think Pineview, I'm just more impressed with their schedule. Both teams are three and one, but I'm more impressed with their, uh, their win so far. So I think they're going to put up quite a bit of points this week as well. I think I got Pineview 45 to 28 in this one. So kind of running away with it a little bit, uh, putting up a ton of, ton of points and, I think they're going to start 2-0 in this region and kind of start to separate themselves into that uh, into that upper half that, that'll be competing for things. So 45-28 Pineview. So that brings us to uh, to our game of the week, our sixth and final game in the pick six. Um, and this – we we kind of picked this one for a couple reasons. We, we – in our preseason episode, we – I think I picked Brighton to win – this region and you picked Olympus to win this region. So we kind of circled this one early on, um, but it's Brian at Ole. We kind of circled this one early on to be, to play a, a, a huge factor into how region six shakes out. Um, but you got Brighton who's four and um, really looks really good early on. Um, hasn't, uh, hasn't played some really stiff competition yet. I mean, but they've they've had really impressive impressive wins. Like a thirty six seventeen win over Bountiful last weekend is mm-hmm. a is a good win. Um, and Olympus, who's two and two, kind of had a a roller coaster season so far. I mean, they've they've lost one one one, lost one one one. So they're kind of going back and forth. Um, but I think in this one, I think I'm I'm gonna go Brighton in this one. I think Brighton. You actually said it last week. You said uh, <laughs> you uh, you said you think Brighton could run the table, um, at least a regular season table. Yeah. And I'm 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 looking at this. Uh, I I think I think this game's going to be a challenge for him. I think uh, Skyline could be a challenge for him here in a couple yeah. of weeks. I think mm-hmm. Highland last game of their regular season could be a challenge. But yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me a ton if they if they ran the table regular season and and got a really high RPI seed going into that five A tournament. But I'm gonna take Brighton in, in this one. I think it's gonna be a close one. Brighton puts up a ton of points. Uh they've scored over thirty five all four of their games so far. Um I think it's gonna be Brighton. I think it's going to be right around the 28-17 range, I think. This is kind of a, a rivalry game. We saw on Twitter that Brighton's posting pictures where they've they've crossed out all the O's in any of their posters <laughs> or signs or anything like that. So that adds a little bit of fun to this one. But, uh, yeah, I think Brighton – I think it could be close for, for a few quarters. Um, but I think they're going to end up pulling away, winning by a touchdown or two. Yeah, I <sighs> – I like Brighton. I mean, I know I picked Ole early, but the more that I look at Brighton and the more I, I just kind of see offensively their quarterback, Gabe Curtis. I mean, he's he's a stud. He's mm-hmm. big, physical uh, kid, which, you know, when we have um, Coach Burt, the Ole defensive coordinator on here in a bit, um, we'll obviously talk to him about that and and see what you know what he has to say. But you're right; they have put up a lot of points. Um, you know, they put up 56 against Fremont, uh, 38 against Layton, 35. I mean, 36. I mean, they're 
they're very very good and it looks like they're hard to slow down um they've got the barton kid who's only a junior he plays both ways and and he's already getting you know some uh starting to get some big time d1 offers uh i just looking at their schedule i just i i really think that they could go undefeated regular season run the table uh be interesting to see once that first rpi comes out where they're ranked uh, especially if they're undefeated um but but you're right, Olympus and then Skyline on the 25th of, of September and then that very last game of the season against Highland um, are going to be their their three kind of tests. Uh, but I like Brighton in this one too. I think that uh, they just their offense, they're just going to have too much. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, a lot of these schools, it's just can you score with them? And, um, I, you know, like corner Canyon is one of those who, who can score with corner Canyon, who can score with AF. Like Mm -hmm. if you, I mean, it's right now, it looks like same way with Sky Ridge. Can you score with them? And, and when you can score points and put up Salem's kind of like that Salem can put up a bunch of points. And so when you can put up a lot of points, you're never really out of any ball game. Um, and so I, I kind of, I kind of feel like Brighton, this, just this is kind of their year. Like they've, Last year they were kind of saying they were a year away, and and this year is is their year, and I think they're gonna you know make a run and and be a force in five A for sure, um, and I think it's gonna kind of be close to what you said. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go thirty five twenty one Brighton, and um, I know I'm going against my region pick and and uh, Oli and and that staff up there who who I like a lot, but um, but I think that that Brighton is is a team that's a force to be reckoned with in region um, in this region six. And I think that they're ultimately going to win it and I'm still going to stick to it. I think they're going to run the table and go undefeated regular season. And then, you know, after that, we'll see what happens, but, but I like Brighton in this one as well. I love that. Yeah. We, uh, not a ton of, of parody between the two of us this week. We're, we're, uh, I think just that Woods cross bountiful game is going to be, what determines the uh, the victor for this week? Right. Yeah, I so took hopefully. a took some lumps last week. Still seventeen and seven on the season, so I'm still ten games over five hundred. But that's a solid record. I'm gonna. I don't even know what I'm. I know I went five and one last week. Right. So you you made some ground. I mean, you you made but some I, ground. Yeah. yeah, I think you've still got at least a couple games. Uh, a couple games lead on me, but uh, yeah, I was looking at my wounds after last week. I wasn't very happy about that. <laughs> I'm uh, still waiting. I'm still waiting for one of us to go six and zero. I know, and I'm I'm starting to pick. I'm starting to get away from my head and starting to pick with my heart a little bit. And once you start to <laughs> any anyone who anyone who's a gambler knows that once you start picking games with your heart, you are in trouble. I can't. Uh, I can't tell you how much money I've lost betting on the Jazz. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's times where I, I get a feeling. So there's certain teams that I stay away from when I'm uh, when I'm uh, betting. So right. Anyway. Um. But but that but those are pick six. Um few games that are that are fun that we think will be fun i know that salem highland game will be fun just because i think it's going to be a really cool atmosphere uh you're gonna have the governor in the house uh it'll be a packed house there'll be a lot of energy it'll kind of feel more normal than probably a lot of the other games and then i just think the Ole brighton game is going to be really fun just because um i think brighton's taking it a little you know they're, they're kind of 
taking it seriously. Um, and and we'll talk to to Coach Burt and see what he has to say. But they've kind of always kind of had a stronghold on that region and and that um, um, kind of solidified themselves as the the team to beat up there on the east side. Um, as far as you know that that five A five A goes, so that'll be interesting to talk to him and and we'll um, we'll have him on um, actually next after this short little break. But before we do that, any anything that you'd like to add, JB? Before we we go to break and and bring Coach uh, Coach Bird on? No, man. I think uh, I think that was a, a a fun little round of pick six. I. You mentioned it, uh, I think, in the the opening. But if you haven't had a chance to check out that uh, that conversation that that Nelly had with with Maddox and Fisher, uh, the the two American Fork studs, make sure you you jump on the podcast and and listen to that episode. It's a lot of fun to uh, to kind of get in the, the mind of a couple of these athletes and and kind of see what makes them tick and 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 kind of see the game through their eyes and, and uh, especially a couple of studs like that. I mean, Maddox had nine touchdown passes last week I know, against, so the, against a good East football team. So it's, it's fun to be able to get in and kind of chop it up with some kids like that. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you, uh, you check out that little convo. It's, it's a pretty short one. So it's an easy listen, but it's a lot of fun. I think you did a, a really good job with them. Yeah, that one's actually just pinned on the uh, on the UPR Twitter account. So if you go there and click on the link, you should be able to listen to it. And, and yeah, they're really good. They were really good kids. They were fun to talk to. Talk to uh, them a little bit before we actually started recording. And and they're they're good kids. And you can tell they definitely get it. And and that's definitely something that we want to start to do um, each week. Uh, get an opportunity. You know, maybe Sunday uh over the weekend pick a kid or a couple kids that you know played really well balled out and and just have a short conversation with them and and really get to know the kids and give them a platform to kind of get to know them and let them have a chance to talk and and uh you know like you said from their eye and their viewpoint so um with that being said we'll uh we're going to take a little break and then when we we come back we're going to be joined with the uh defensive coordinator of the Ole titans brandon burt and and have a good conversation with him and and talk uh talk brighton and and talk Ole football and um and uh we'll be right back Hello there. We want to take a quick little break to tell you that UPR is officially in the apparel game We can do shirts, hats, hoodies, sweats, and more, all with your custom team logo on them. Basketball season's right around the corner. Hit us up and we'll get some shooting shirts going for you. Our goal is to support high school coaches and programs by getting them quality gear for the best price. So hit us up for a quote on your next team order. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the uh, UPR pod. This week's UPR podcast. Uh, we're pleasured to be joined by uh, the defensive coordinator uh, coordinator up at uh, Olympus High School, uh, Coach Brandon Burt. Uh, he's also the helps out at the basketball program as well. Uh, happy to have him on with us t- today. Uh, how you doing, Coach Burt? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. Perfect. Yeah, we thought that it would be fitting to kind of have you on this week because we know that you guys you guys have a big game, a uh, big region game this week. You know, earlier when we picked our 
did our region picks. Uh, we kind of had you two fighting it out, you and Brighton fighting it out for uh, the region championship. So we thought it would be fun to have you on, um, you know, before uh, before you guys play each other and uh, and talk to you a little bit. So um, obviously, you know, you, you've been coaching at Ole. You've, you've been coaching for a while. You were uh, one of your, you know, you, you've been around probably one of the better teams to, to come out of Utah was that 03 Hunter team with Asiata and the boys, but, um, but you've been up at, at, uh, at Ole for a while. Um, so kind of just talk to us a little bit about your staff. I know that Whitehead, you know, he's a really good coach. You guys, you guys run a tight ship up there and, and, and have a really good program. We've been having success, especially in the last few years. So just kind of tell us a little bit about your staff and what it's like coaching with coach Whitehead and kind of your guys' philosophy as a, as a team and a program. Yeah, so we've been with uh, Aaron Whitehead now for, I think this is our ninth team, so maybe 10th team. I mean, can't exactly remember, but I, and we've won uh, we've won this region title all, all but two of those years, so we've been successful. Wow, yeah. Um, I've had the defense. He, he, he leaves me alone, so I, I feel pretty good that way, not that he can't, you know, make suggestions, but he's the head right. coach. And he, yeah. He's the head coach and he can override anything we do, but he does leave me alone, which kind of is empowering to, to a certain extent, but he's the head coach and he calls the offense. We run the wing tee, but we can throw judiciously, I guess, if that's a word. <laughs> Pick and, and choose your uh, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, defensively, um, my defensive back coaches, uh, John Smith, we've been together for the, those same amount of years. And then Leroy Vea actually left last year. His son will be going to Brighton, speaking of Brighton. Mm -hmm. um, but he was my linebacker coach for – or our linebacker coach for the last eight years. And he's now gone. So, mm -hmm. um, But our staff's been pretty consistent. Um, that I think that helps. Um, but uh, – so nine teams, or this is our tenth team together. So wow. there's been some consistency, and then our sophomore guys, uh, Russ Smith and Jackson White, have been there the same amount of time. So there's some consistency with the softs, yeah, juniors and seniors. So it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, no, that, I think that that makes a huge difference when you know that you've been together for so long. You, you kind of start to you know understand each other like you know almost don't even really have to say anything you kind of already know what the other's thinking but it's also nice like you were saying to have a head coach that allows you to actually coach and you don't you know not over your shoulder looking all the time wondering if he's you know gonna butt in or tell you what to do or you know just kind of let you do your thing and trust you enough to to be able to you know just take the defense and, and do what you need to do with them so that's always that always makes a difference but I mean, that, that's some pretty good um, success, though, to be there nine, ten years and win seven or eight uh, region titles. And I know you guys have made it up to the hill a few times, so that's always great. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, you guys are – I know, you know, we talk to a lot of coaches and a lot of programs, and, and only you guys definitely, as a staff for sure, well-respected around the state. And um, people always have a lot of good things to say about you. So that's definitely um, definitely a good thing, I think. So – um, yeah, that always, feels good. You know, yeah. I think that I think, like you were saying, I think in the, in the nine or ten years we've done, I think he's maybe Coach Whitehead's maybe 
question what we were doing like maybe three times. Mm-hmm. I mean that doesn't that doesn't happen very often. So there's a pretty good relationship there, you know. Yeah, no, you, you really can't you really can't beat that. So. Yeah, I think I think you guys have definitely kind of cemented yourself as as a, a just one of those schools that people think about, and and you you think about good quality sports programs when you think about Olympus. I think, uh, and and I do, I think this year is is much the same. You guys have kind of had a little bit of a an up and down season so far. You guys are two and two right now, um, mm-hmm. going into going into region play against a good Brighton team. Tell us a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about the team this year, Coach, and and maybe a few of the kids that have kind of stood out so far in those first four games that you've played. Well, I think that uh, the last two years we've been really talented, and these kids, as they as they become seniors and some juniors, are trying to find themselves. You know, they're not, you know, Scotty Edwards and Emerson Conlon and. Yeah, the stats. Yeah, they're trying to find themselves, which is which is typical of high school football. So they're really they're really trying hard. Um, And our two losses, we didn't play poorly, um, but uh, Mountain Ridge played great, and Kearns was was solid enough defensively against us that you know we lost those two games, and then we beat Hunter and 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 Murray. So we're trying to find ourselves. They're trying really hard. They're working hard, um, and so we feel good. We feel good about the team as as a as a hardworking team. We've got we've got only two starters back on defense. Nate Condon is a cornerback, and then Jackson Fulmer is a three year starter at defensive tackle. Mm. Um, and then our backfield, Johnny Frank is a all as an honors candidate at fullback. Um, he had a uh, he had 125 yards, I think, against Hunter. Um, Kern slowed him down a little bit, but uh, we have a kid named Peyton Rice at running back who's been really good. Um, he's Lance Rice's son, okay, former quarterback. And then our quarterback yeah. Tommy Hogan's a real uh, a real gamer. So we feel good about our team. They're just tr- they're trying hard, and I think we'll be tough to beat. Um, but, uh, they're searching as well. Yeah. I think I was, I was at that, uh, I was at that Kearns and Olympus game. And I think, I think one thing that definitely stood out is there's no, uh, it doesn't seem like there's any quit in those guys. It, it seems like they got themselves kind of in a couple tough positions, but, but never gave up and, and kept that thing close to the very end. So that was one thing that I, uh, I definitely admired about you guys watching that game. Yeah, I agree. We, we were put in a couple of tough spots, but these kids are—they're really competitive, and they love—they love to play defense, you know, on my end, and and it's almost like a competition, you know, against the guys who can get to the ball carrier first. And we've had some good defenses recently, so I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I and it's one of those things where I feel like, like you were saying, um, I mean, you guys are you you grind your grinders you like to grind tough nose the other thing too is you know when you have a like you said you're it, it's not the only of old you got you kind of turned your your roster over a little bit your kids are trying mm-hmm. to find their way but the one thing that you know i will say that that with your guys' staff especially you know being together for so long and that is is 
you might start off slow, but you'll always be there in the end because you'll continue to coach your kids up. You'll continue to, you know, get them to where they need to be and, and you'll continue to progress throughout the season and continue to get better so that as you start to get into region play and get a little bit deeper, um, you know, that's when all that, that coaching and, and hard work starts to really pay off for you guys. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, like I'm just looking at this week. Um, we've had, you know, Monday, we did practice Monday morning. There was no school, but we we had a good practice. Um, yesterday was eventful in the wind, but we had, you know, and then today was pretty thorough. So we, you know, we are playing a, a great team in Brighton, but we're treating it as a progression, you know, right. and, and, uh, trying to practice hard and they know how to practice. Um, and that's what we're, that's what we're banking on, as you say, to get better each week. So I agree with that comment. Yeah. Well, and that, and just to kind of even go into a little more, touch on that even a little more, I mean, like like JB was saying, you're two and two, um, you, you kind of get in a gauge on your team and, and, and how it is. But I mean, I mean, as far as, you know, just little things that you have learned, I mean, you did speak on it a little bit, but I mean, you know, four games in, you really kind of start to see your, your team take shape and, and really kind of can understand, you know, where you're at and, and, and what you're going to be. But, um, you know, what, what's maybe something that, that, that you've, that's maybe surprised you a little bit about this team or, you know, like you were saying, it's a little bit different, but, but just something that, you know, that you've kind of noticed that, it kind of separates this team than, like you said, from the Scotty Edwards and some of those guys that were just leaders and, and you know, you, you you kind of could count on them to to pull through and, and um, you know, kind of will your way and, and pick up on what you're trying to get across um, with this group that, that might be a little bit different. Well, I've, um, each year, you know, kids will surprise you as they, as they come into their – um, senior year, you know, they're kind of maybe, in, maybe as juniors, um, we have a kid named Josh Vandenacker, um, as a junior, just kind of, and I'm not downgrading his season as a junior, but he kind of just, Oh, I'll be a JV guy. But now mm -hmm. he's a starting tight end and plays a lot of defensive end. Um, kids like that of, 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 we weren't down on them, but we were, it wasn't that high of expectations. And now they're taking a, the leadership role. So he's a guy to keep an eye on, but he's, that's been a surprise for me. Um, the, the, the Pedersen kid at the other D end was kind of a basketball kind of, I'm just going to play defensive back. Mm -hmm. He's six foot five and playing defensive end. So, you know, you, you kind of, those, those two kids have been pleasantly, uh, have been pleasant surprises um, and have, have good, been good leaders for us. Yeah, it's probably nice to see that where kids, you know, going in, you, you think one thing and then, like you said, they come into their senior year and, and they, they really step up and, and you kind of see that transformation that you were talking about that they, you know, go from one thing and, and slowly start to become um, something else and, and actually turn out to be, you know, leaders on your team, which is, is kind of yeah. probably fun to see um, that transformation in kids. It's been great with those two. And then, you know, there's been others that have stepped up. Um, what we've, you know, we've got 
one starter back or our centers are the only starter back on offense. Uh, um, and he's been a, a great leader. So other kids have got to step up and, and help us in that line play. And our line play has been really good the last two years. So that's a work in progress. Yeah. For I think, sure. Yeah. Nelly was, Nelly was talking about it. And I think, I think that the key to some of those kids that maybe didn't have a ton of varsity experience as a, as maybe a junior now into their senior year is just that they, did they get better as the season goes and that they're playing their best football when it, when it matters most come, come tournament time, I think. And those are the kind of kids that, uh, that it may take a few games their senior season to kind of, kind of get the, the wheels going. But as soon as it kind of clicks for them and they flip that switch can be, can be difference makers for a football team. I think. Sure. We've got, you know, it's their senior year now. Right. There's no more, there's no more waiting around. I've, I kind of make that comment every once in a while. I say, what are you waiting for? Your 13th yeah. grade? You know, are you your 13th <laughs> grader? So we've got some, we've got some positives. We're, we're battling through some, you know, we had a couple of injuries early. So, but we're battling through with these kids, like we're trying to get better each week. So we're, right. we're excited. I love that. I love that. Hey, uh, just looking at your guys' region, we've, we've touched on a couple of the teams you've got, uh, Brighton is a pretty solid football program this year. Uh, Highland is generally a good football team. Uh, Skyline has been putting up a ton of points. Um, you guys are a quality football uh, quality football team. Um, so it seems like your region is pretty. It's a it's a solid football region. Maybe uh, maybe go through and just kind of give us your thoughts on Region Six and and maybe uh, maybe a thoughts on a couple of the teams out of that region and, and what you guys see as a coaching staff in those other teams. Sure. we um, we just played Murray. I think Murray lost, Murray lost a ton of uh, seniors. So they, they might be a little bit down. Um, Brighton, Brighton would be my pick to win the league um, with their speed and size. And of course they're, you know, they've got a couple of highly recruitable kids or, that are being recruited. I think I, I know number eight Barton's only a junior, but their quarterback's a, a star. I think Curtis yeah. and, and, and I like their size up front on their offensive line. And then they have good team speed. Um, Highland um, Highland with their offensive attack with, their, with the option attack and their big liner always give us problems. We've had some low scoring games with them. We've defended them well, knock on wood, but, um, that's that's always that's always up in the air, but we've played them pretty good, and it, that's a really heated game. Yeah. For Skyline, Skylines are the Battle of the Rock, and they have the two-year uh, kids named uh, Bolingbrook. I think is a two-year starter with mm-hmm. good receivers. So I think those those three and us would be in the mix. Cottonwood, of course, is independent, and then Murray would be. Murray's, I think a little, I'm not saying this to disparage, but I think there would be a little bit down, although they do have some size. So, but I like yeah. our region. I, I do like it. You know, so. Yeah. I think looking at it, uh, I think looking at it, it's one of, if not the most competitive region in 5A. I think it's going to be really fun to watch, uh, to watch and see how that region shakes out over the next few weeks. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I would put, you know, I would put those top four 
in the old, you know, the old matchup when you would match up with other regions one through four, mm-hmm. I would put I would put us up against other leagues for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that you guys, um, you know, it's a, it's a little different, you know, with the RPI. But, I mean, I, I feel like you guys, your region has an opportunity to have, you know, depending on, you know, what happens in the next couple of weeks with, like, teams like Brighton and Skyline, you know, if they stay undefeated mm-hmm. and, and win, I mean, they could be, you know, fighting for, you know, a top two, three spot in that RPI um, because, you know, it's a little different. It's based off of, you know, the formula or whatever, but um, being undefeated and, and playing some of the teams that they played. Um, yeah. I, I think that you guys, um, your region will be definitely battle tested. That's for sure. Well, and so that's why, I mean, in our preseason, when we came out with our, our preseason pod uh, episode, we, um, we kind of picked regions and, so in your region, we we went through and um, we actually had it down between this was the game. You know, we thought that this this, this Friday's game would be the game for uh, potentially for that region champion uh, chip. Mm-hmm. Whoever whoever wins this one would, would kind of take the region. I'm going to go on record and say I did go with the early Titans. I can't say the same thing. <laughs> for, uh, I can't. Well, I can't say the same thing for JB, but um, but but kind of maybe just talk about um, this Friday's game because it is a big game. I mean, it's it's definitely um, you know it, it's it's unfortunate like we always talk about every week that that the fans you can't get the student sections because Oli has one of the best student sections in the state, hands down. You guys bring it every. I mean, football, basketball, you guys bring it, and it, it's super fun. And this would be one where. I feel like it'd be a super packed house and the juices would be flowing, but just maybe talk about, you know, what you feel, how you feel about this game and, and maybe just a couple keys um, to the game that, that you think that will definitely play a factor um, come Friday. Yeah. The, um, you mentioned the ozone that's, that's always been kind of fun for the kids and they, they do bring it and we're, we're kind of missing that at the moment, but uh to the game, I think that uh, the key is um, defensively is is con- is is containing uh, Curtis number one. Um, he like you know he, he scrambles, he runs zone read, he runs a little bit of quarterback power. Um, they'll pull the the guard and the tackle and kick out and run him up inside. He's a he's a thick kid. Good yeah, size. he is a he's good size kid. I don't know his, uh, how how much he weighs, but he moves good for a, a good sized kid. Um, if we and, and, and defensively, you don't really have a a marker on the quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. So when he drops back and scrambles, I mean, you can spy them, but we've got to we've got to correct, we've got to contain him. And then uh, their running backs, uh, twenty two. I I don't he didn't play in the second half of the Bountiful game, um, but twenty one came in. His name's Young. I think had 130 yards in the second half. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if 22, the Powers kid, is back, but he didn't play in the second half against Bountiful. So we got to stop the run. We've been a, we've done a pretty good job against the run. Um, and then if they do have to pass, we got to keep everybody in front of us. And no big plays. Make them make them drive. So those are two keys. Two or three keys uh, defensively, offensively. We got to get the wing. The last two years, we've really run the ball well against them. So 
hopefully we can keep that going. Um, obviously, it's a different story or a different year. But if we can get first downs on the ground, that can, of course, shorten the clock a little bit and limit their possessions. So they're very good. I On film, I don't see – they've scored over 35 points a game in all four games. Um, don't see many weaknesses. Two big tackles. I'm a starting a two-year center. Um, they they move Barton around offensively. Yeah. Um, we just, you know, it, it's almost like, oh, where do you where do you go to pick your poison? But <laughs> right. They're very very good. We got to contain the QB. I mentioned that, and then try to shorten the clock a little bit with our running game. Yeah, I think this might be this the year that they've kind of been looking forward to. I think that. You know, last year they felt they were a year away, and I think that this year they feel like this is kind of their year to um, to make a, a deep run. Maybe you know, first by winning that region, um, you know, challenging you guys for that title that you guys have held for the last for the last while, and then um, you know, get it's all about that RPI seed, and then hopefully you know get a good draw and and make a deep run. So um, I feel like it's, um, it's going to be a fun one. I always, I, it'll, I mean, they're all fun to me, but I've, I've been looking, we've kind of had this one circled on our calendar, um, as far as, uh, matchups go, because we, we knew that this will definitely have region implications and, and we figured that it would probably have some RPI, um, you know, implications as well. So, uh, it'll definitely be a fun one and, um, we're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be. It's kind of why you coach. I mean, you 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 know, I'm I've coached for a long time, but it's it's why you coach to play good teams. I mean, to have have a have a, a have a week of preparation and a and a and a great opponent on the on the on Friday night. So that's why we do it. Yeah, I imagine that's got to be uh, that's got to be a lot more fun than then just going in and blowing a team out. It's got to be a lot more fun for everybody involved when it's a, a little bit uh, when the atmosphere is, is electric and, and the game and it's just two good football teams going at each other. I'd imagine that's a little more fun than just blowing teams out of the water. Well, it's, you know, I, as a coach, I, I went into last week as, you know, you, you have doubt, you know, you have doubt. No, I'm not saying you have doubts, but you have like, Oh my gosh, I mean, you fear the fear of the unknown, so everybody's everybody's good, you know. You know how right. coaches speak, but uh, it got they got away from Murray a little bit um, last week, but uh, you know it ended up a little bit of a blowout. But you know this this game this week uh, hopefully can live up to expectations and be a good game. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fun one. I I I can't remember. I think at that Kearns Olympus game, I think is is the running back. Is it the Frank kid? Is he number eight? He's number eight. Yeah, he's our fullback. He's, yeah, he's he, got really really good size. Kearns Kearns did a nice job of um, holding holding him down. You know. Yeah, but I was I was super impressed. Just as he's a good sized kid and a, and a, a physical back, I think he's gonna. I, I like him to to uh, kind of open up that ground game and and, yeah. and keep the chains moving for you guys. I was really impressed with him carrying the ball against Kearns. Yeah, he's a, he's a big kid. His dad played at the University of Utah, played a little bit in the NFL. Um, nice. uh, John Frank, and this is Johnny. Yeah. 
And Johnny plays some linebacker for us too, and some D end in a couple of packages. And uh, he's 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 kind of fit. He kind of uh, get getting off the bus looks really good. You know, he's yeah. he, he, he looks <laughs> he looks the part with his size. And so we're we 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 definitely want him to you know get get those tough yards, get four or five, six yards uh, here and there, and then keep the chains moving. And right. we're hoping, we're, we're definitely hoping. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it'll be a fun one. And, and like I said, I think that this is one that, that we'll, uh, we'll definitely be at because we've, uh, we've had it circled. I mean, we, we've looked at kind of all the regions and, and there's always one or two region games that you look at. That you're kind of like, Oh, that, that'll be a good one to, to be at. So we're definitely, it's always, I mean, like you said, the ozone, you're not going to have it, but it, that's one of the, the funnest part is going to an Oli game is, is kind of senior student section and, and they're pretty clever with their, with their uh, chance and, and they get, uh, they get pretty rowdy up there. So, um, but we appreciate you coming on with this. Um, it's always good to talk uh, with coaches and, and, you know, just listen to you guys and, and we really appreciate you coming on and, and we wish you, uh, we wish you the luck uh, this Friday, um, tomorrow night, coming on, uh, playing Ole, or I mean, excuse me, playing Brighton, and uh, we'll probably see you up there. And well, you know, you'll you'll see me up there, so I'll uh, I'll make sure to uh, to come and say hello to you before and, and after the game. You guys are awesome. I, that's uh, you do a lot of great things for high school, so I appreciate you having having me on. It's been it's been fun. <laughs>